Hello, everybody. We want to welcome you to the Crossroads podcast. Uh, we have our host, Dr. Lee Adams, has chimed in and we're ready to go. And this is going to be another episode of Using God's Medicine. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I found that the best medicine is God's medicine for abundant living for you and for me and for everybody. We are going to have an outstanding discussion today about using this medicine that God has created to heal our bodies, to revive our minds, to uh, give us the energy that we need to do all the things we need to do in this life. We see Dr. Adams, if you are ready to come on in with another power-filled episode. We are ready for you, Doc. Go ahead, Doc. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and God bless you. On this 21st day of Thanksgiving month, for every day is a day of Thanksgiving. We are in uh, the year of the Western calendar, 2020 AD, and in the Hebrew calendar year, 5781. This is crossroads. This is crossroads where north and south meets east and west. There is an epicenter and there is a center point and where it all comes together is called crossroads. It is where north and south meets east and west with contemporary topics of interest, with leading men and women who are in business and industry, those that are in government and education. Others are in health and wellness, and some are in the political arena. Wherever you are, I want to let you know your topic of interest is at its cross. Roads. I want to thank our co-host this morning, Dr. Bruce Smith, who is uh, with BVS Gospel Net as co-owner. I want to thank him for being a part of this podcast as well. And to you who are part of the listening audience, you are at the right place. This is the right time. And believe me, we have the right information for you to use God's medicine for abundant living. I want to thank you this morning for tuning us in. This will be informational, educational, as well as inspirational. There is something that the Most High, our Maker and our Creator, has given us through nature, through his creation, to help us to get along the way so that we can live healthy and productive lives. One writer says, above all, God's desire is that we prosper and be in good health, not just health. He wants us to be in good health even as our souls prosper, because health can come in a variety of ways. 
We can have good health. We can have bad health, fair health. We can have all stages of health. But our desire for you is that you prosper and be in good health for abundant living. Today, we're going to go back and we're going to delve into what the Word of God has to say about our living healthy and productive lives. And Dr. Smith has already set the tone for this podcast on this morning as we rediscover God's way, God's pneuma, God's doTERRA, God's charisma for living holistically, W-H-O-L as well as H-O-L. And you know that in many instances, when Jesus encountered somebody who had some kind of sickness or disease, he always would say, be thou made whole. And we want to live whole lives on today. Why is that? Because first of all, let's get, let's go back uh, to give you some background. In America and in the world right now, two weeks ago, a week ago, and probably just a few days ago, the attention in America was on the political process. You could not turn your television on. You could not listen to TV broadcasts. You could not uh, look on social media. We were inundated and bombarded with what was going on in the political arena. And by and large, the question of who will govern this country, this nation, the United States of America, and will be the leading voice of what is being said all over the world, was in the presidency, the race for president. And by and large now, that question has been settled with just a few uh, dissidents uh, and uh, with uh, the president uh, not conceding, but the numbers are saying that he has uh, been defeated, he has lost his election. Uh, by and large, yes, that is still news. But the biggest news that is continuing to come forward is the health and wellness of the people, especially in this nation. And as a result, the White House, the president-elect, the governors, the mayors and leaders are coming together and saying, we have a problem. The state of health in this nation is deteriorating. The numbers of those who are contracting the coronavirus 
it's escalating. And as a result, there must be an addressing of the solution for the COVID virus. And I know that there have been some pharmaceutical companies who have been working at breakneck speed to try to come up with a solution or a vaccine that will remediate this condition, this virus. They're working hard and they're saying clinical trials are promising and all of this is well and good from the human standpoint. And we know that when man puts his mind and collective efforts together, that he will come up with a solution. When uh, malaria and yellow fever was the order of the day, was the pandemic of the day. Then medical science came up with the solution. When polio was crippling young children at an early age, science put its collective head together and came up with a solution. When we are inundated with all kinds of sickness and disease, we can rest assured that because it poses a threat to the health and wellness of a nation and of a world, then all over the globe and all over the planet, scientists, men and women, are in their laboratories testing and retesting, checking and rechecking, and doubling their efforts to come up with a safe vaccine that can be used. And we applaud medical science for their efforts. But however, we must also ask the question, what will be the long-term ramifications? What will happen in the long-term? Can we be reassured? Since we have little evidence of what the long-term effects might be, there is some caution and wariness on the part of the population who may be apprehensive about having a vaccine injected into them that may cure that problem. But as you and I know, as we look on TV every day and some new drug for the heart, for diabetes, for the liver, for the kidneys, and for every other ailment 
in our bodies, that they are introducing these new drugs, new prescriptions, and yet there's always a sounding warning that many times the side effects are worse than the condition itself. And many Americans have seen what has happened when drugs are used. We understand that even some of the most uh, common used drugs, such as metformin, that's one of them, has been recalled. And so when we see these kinds of things going on as a result of not having long-term studies being done and conducted and the after effects recorded, we can understand why so many people are wary and apprehensive and cautious about being vaccinated. Then there is the other theories of control of the body and of the mind and what this would lead to, especially when we're so biblically based and biblically minded revelation message uh, that has been given to us in the book of Revelation. And many are going to end time prophetic utterances saying that perhaps these are some of the ways that the Antichrist and his forces will use in order to control the masses and bring them unto subjection to a new world order. And so people have a right to be apprehensive. But I want to rest, have you rest assured today that in spite of all of the apprehensions, in spite of all of the doubts, in spite of all the conspiracy theories that are out there, all of this information that we are being bombarded with on a daily basis and not being able to fact check all of this information because we are not scientists, we are not doctors, we don't have access to the latest information from the journals and from the books and from the studies. Then what we have to do is to rely on one source and that source is the word of God. The Most High has given us a way. He has given us an avenue and unfortunately through the years, we have been allowed, we have been propagandized to the point 
that we don't feel like we can trust the word of God for our healing and for our deliverance, for our health, wellness, and well-being. But I want to let you know this morning, I want to set you and your mind at ease that God's words are stepping stones and not stumbling blocks. You can step out on God's word. You can trust him. If you can trust him, that you know at a certain time that the sun is going to rise, at a certain time, noonday will be here, at a certain time, the sun will set. If you can trust that, you can trust the word of God. If you can believe in whatever God says in his word, your mind is set at ease about what he has for your holistic living. God's words are not stumbling blocks. God's word is not designed for you to be puzzled over. His words are not designed for you to be doubtful about. But his words are designed for us to live holistically so that we can do what our gifts and callings that he has given unto us to be able to do without doubt, without trembling, without fear. God's word and his therapists are viewed by modern science and medicine as alternative methods, alternative and supplements, alternative medicines. And they will ask you, whatever are you, what else are you taking? And they'll say, make sure you consult your doctor, your physician, your health care practitioner before taking any supplements. Well, you know what? When you're hurting, when you're sick, and when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and the way this modern pandemic has gotten our healthcare system so wary, we can't hardly get anybody on the phone. They'll tell you if it's not an emergency, then this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. If it's an emergency, dial 911. We know if it's an emergency, don't call the doctor. Call 911. But the system is so jammed up until, unless you do have an emergency, you can't hardly get in to see anybody in healthcare. And when you do, you have a waiting line. You've got to do this and you've got to do that. But God's prescription for health and wellness, whether physical, emotional, spiritual, or eternal, is not an alternative approach, but original in design. 
That's why we have the book of Genesis. It's the original. It's the beginning. It is where it all started. It's not alternative, but original. For God spoke and said, let there be. Your, your pharmacist can't speak and say, let there be. Your pharmacist has to wait on a supply of drugs and other prescription medicines from its supplier. And many times you have gone and they've run out and you've had to wait. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Physical strength, emotional strength, spiritual strength, whatever strength that you need. Wait upon the Lord. Because man's approach has been to relegate God's prescription for health wellness and wholeness to being second hand or second class. And they have elevated the manufactured and man-made as being the gold standard. And as I said earlier, there is this race on. What company or companies will be the first? And they're asking the medical societies, the government, the FDA, to waiver some of these requirements so that they can put these medicines on the market. Now, they do have, believe it, yes, they do have our health and wellness at hand because we are inundated, we are bombarded with so many sicknesses and so many diseases, so many ailments. And if you go to any drugstore, and I'm not talking about what's behind the counter of the pharmacist, but walk up and down the aisles of any drugstore and see all the array of medicines. Look at them and see that it is a multi-billion dollar, trillion dollar industry. And because of that, they understand. It's just like being the first to get to the moon or to land a rover on Mars or who would be the first to explore a black hole and come back to tell about it or to send signals. Who will be the first? And there is this push because when the world is at 8 billion population, 
it's easy to understand that there also is a financial incentive to provide this vaccine that is crippling people and killing people all over the world. And one of the ways to do it is to relegate God's prescription for health, wellness, and wholeness to being secondhand or being an alternative. And then to elevate manufactured and man-made drugs and pharmaceuticals as being the gold standard. People look down upon naturalists. Oh, they're quacks. They're this and they're that. But yet, they don't tell us that they're using what God has as the model to be able to manufacture their drugs and their pharmaceuticals. But I want to let you know, God's word is not an alternative approach, but God's word is authentic. That's why you'll find it in the book called Genesis. God's word was authentic from the beginning. In the beginning, God created. Not only that, but God's word is authentic throughout the Bible. And I say the acronym for Bible is believers inspired by living examples. And throughout, from Genesis to Revelation, we have men and women who are applying the real gold standard of God's word through his creation, and every time it has been applied, it has always worked. It is a 100% success rate. Not only has he described it and prescribed his word from the beginning, and throughout the Bible, but his word is authentic throughout eternity. Where there are worlds known and worlds unknown, where there are worlds discovered and worlds to be discovered. And so when we look at what God has done, we can go back and we can trace what I call the truth versus the lie, the authentic versus the alternative. Let us go back because we are talking about using God's medicine. And in order to use God's medicine, we've got to trust him at his word for our living. So we have the authentic, which is the truth, versus the alternative, versus the lie. 
Let's look at it from this perspective. Genesis 2, 8 through 9 and 17. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. I don't know where you come from, but God made me. I have not descended from any animal. Because God made man. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight. There he put the man whom he had formed in the garden and out of the ground, the same ground, the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that is authentic. It happened. And so when God made the plants, first, the trees and the vegetation, first, he said it shall be as your food for your food. And when he made us last, he made us also out of the dust of the ground, of the earth. And so we are compatible we are compatible. We're made from the same source. That's why we can partake of them and they are food and they are nourishment for our well-being. That is the authentic. That is the truth. And then you have the alternative which is the lie. The evil one, those that are opposed to the word of God and his kingdom will always try to supplant the truth with a lie. In Genesis 3, 4 through 7, now the serpent said to the woman, ye shall not surely die. We see the lie already. Well, how could the serpent lie? How could a serpent, how could a being lie when God made the world and everything in it and it was all holy without spot, wrinkle, or blemish, but now here comes a serpent who tells a woman, ye shall not surely die. Well, theoretically speaking, without being there, there had to have been an introduction of a lie to the serpent. Mr. Serpent, we see here that you are the most subtle beast. You're the most wisest in the garden. But if you're so wise, 
if you are so wise, tell us this. What's in that tree of good and evil? God is keeping something from you, Mr. Serpent, because he doesn't want you to enjoy everything. And now look over here. There is that man called Adam and that one woman called Eve. They have supplanted you. And God doesn't love you like he loved you at first. He's made another being to rule over you. And if I were you, I would partake of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And not only will you be over the man and the woman, but you'll be as God. Ye shall not surely die, said the serpent. And who told him that lie? None other than the father of lies who told it to the serpent. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as G-O-D-S, small gods, knowing good and evil. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and also gave to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. They knew the eyes became open, aware of something that they wasn't aware of, but it made them afraid. And they ran from their maker and their creator, the very one who could save them and who had the remedy they ran from. And isn't it strange today that companies want us to run from he who has the answer to everything? Run to me. I've got the answer. I've got the vaccine. I've got the antidote. I've got the remedy. I've got it all. The eyes were open and they were naked. And they ran and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. The lie will always have you running away from the authentic. The alternative is always better. But God has an antidote for everything in this world. And if God doesn't have it, we are most miserable of men and women. God has the answer for abundant living for your life. I want to let you know that this is Crossroads. 
I'm your host, moderator and narrator Lee Adams, along with co-producer Dr. Bruce Smith. And I know I have been uh, quite extensive and exhaustive in bringing this to you this morning. But I am thankful that I have been made known the truth and the truth has made me free. Dr. Smith. Yes, sir. I want to let you know if there's anything that you want to say in regards <clears throat> to whatever has been stated or if there's anything on your mind that has uh, what I've stated has caused you uh, to uh, it to ring a bell with you. You're certainly welcome uh, to speak at this time. I think you uh, basically have uh, given us uh, what we need for today. Um, giving us a lot of food for thought, a lot of uh, what we need to move forward. So uh, uh, beyond that, I really don't have much to say today. You have to, I'd say you basically said it all. So um, did a good job. Uh, um, stating the case. Amen. I'll say it that way. So um, um, that's all I got to say for today. All right. Thank you so very much. Uh, this is Crossroads and you're always welcome uh, to join in uh, mm -hmm. with us. Uh, and if you have any questions, uh, comments, uh, you can always input them uh, in our box. Right. Also, I want to let you know, we do have a website. Mm -hmm. We do have a website and it is my, M-Y, my dot doTERRA, mm -hmm. D-O-T-E-R-R-A dot com, right. my dot doTERRA dot com slash Adams. And I believe, uh, Dr. Smith, you also have a website. And you may want to give that out if you have that information at this time. <laughs> I don't have it right this moment, uh, right readily available. Um, I was just looking on it. <laughs> I'd have to go back and look at it. But I do have one thing I'd like to bring up. Okay. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> this afternoon at, at 6 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time, um, we will be... Uh, on um, the producer broadcast, uh, producer show, we will have uh, none other than uh, Dr. Charles Holly out of uh, Alabama. He'll be on and we'll be discussing um, the things that African-Americans face uh, as they try to get their uh, books published. And uh, because sometimes there is a difficulty and uh, getting work through the process. So he's going to kind of help to uh, guide us through that. So with, with this pandemic going on, there's a lot of people have a lot of time to uh, get their books together, but they don't always know how to get them um, published. So he's going to walk us through that tonight. And so I think that's going to be a pretty good broadcast. Thank you so very much. And we uh, certainly, if you sent out that link for us, uh, we'd be more than happy 
to pass that on to our listening and viewing audience. Yes. Uh, knowledge is power. And when you don't have knowledge, you don't have power. Right. And therefore, uh, you're at the uh, mercy and the beck and call of others who mm -hmm. exercise the power and authority over us. So thank you so very much. And we will look forward to that on this evening. As we get ready to conclude for today, I know we didn't discuss uh, much about uh, oils uh, uh, and other uh, remedies that the Lord has provided, but I did want to give you some pertinent background information to say you can trust God, you can depend on God. The last uh, outline that I want to share with you it comes from Exodus 32, verses 1 through 7. Now, we are fast forwarding out of the book of Genesis, and we're going now to the book of Exodus, where the children of Israel had spent over 400 years in the land of Egypt uh, as slaves. And over 400 years, they had become conditioned, negatively conditioned, but they also had a hope and belief that God would vindicate them and liberate them from their oppressors. And they kept that belief and hope alive because they could believe in God and in his word. And so now, at this time, uh, the children of Israel have gone out of Egypt uh, into a desert area. God has called Moses from among the people up to the mountain to talk with him. And now we find that there is the brother of Moses named Aaron who has been left in charge. And so we have talked to you about the lie. And we're going to see how the lie continues to perpetuate itself in Exodus 32. The people said, Aaron, make us gods. G-O-D-S, small G-O-D-S. The same G-O-D-S that showed itself in the beginning as the alternative and as a lie. So here come that same alternative. Make us gods which shall go before us. Something is wrong when you need a creation man-made to go before you. You don't need a man-made creation. How can something that you made save you? You don't need a God that you've got to fix up and prop up. You need a God that can fix you up and prop you up. You don't need a God that if you drop in the mud, you got to wipe him clean. 
But you need a God when you fall in the mud. He can pick you up and wash you clean. And Aaron said, break off the golden earrings of your wives, sons and daughters. And he fashioned it with a graving tool, a molten calf. And they said, these be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee out of Egypt. What a lie. What a lie. If the gods had brought them out of Egypt, they should have been able to be brought out 400 years before. I mean, they had engraving tools, didn't they? They had uh, the materials. They had the resources to make an image. So why had not they made one before? Why would you call out to someone whom you say is your God? But yet, when you get liberated, you declare something that you made out of your hands to be your God. And Aaron built an altar before it. Now, not only is there a false creation of a God, but there now comes an altar for a false worship. And that's why Moses was up on the mountain so God could write and inscribe in stone, thou shalt have no other God before me. And Hebrews said, tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Wait just a minute. How can you build a molten calf and an altar and then tomorrow have a feast to the Lord. And that's how we do things here. We dibble and dabble on both sides of the fence. You, we say we trust God for our healing. We say we trust him for our deliverance. We say we're trusting for that job, for that promotion for that home, for that automobile, for this and for that. But yet, on the other hand, we put our trust in man-made things. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings, brought peace offerings, not to God, but to the lie because you can't worship God and mammon. You can't worship God and creation. You can't trust God's medicine and then turn around and put man's medicine above it. You can't trust God's word and then say, I trust his word. 
or you can't trust his word. And then when God has a word for you, you got to pray over it. You got to meditate over it. You got to think about it. You got to consult. You got to ask your pastor about it. You got to ask some other person that's in the church, the pastor, the presiding elder, the superintendent, the bishop, the pope, the cardinal. You've got to ask somebody when God has spoken to you. And they sat down to eat and to drink. And they rose up to play. I want to let you know that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And whatever God speaks about your healing and your deliverance, you can trust that. Because also in the midst of the garden was the tree of life. The tree of life didn't look attractive, but it was the tree of life. The tree of life didn't look pretty. It wasn't calling attention to itself, but it was the tree of life. It didn't say come here and take of this. Eat, drink, and be merry. But it just stood there. It just grew there. It just was what it was, the tree of life. And yet, man chose the alternative. He chose the lie because he chose to believe creation more than the word of God. He chose to believe creatures or the creature more than the word of God. And many times the truth doesn't make a whole lot of noise, but it's still the truth. And I'm reminded as I close today on this note that there was a story about people living in a town. And in that town also live truth and lies. And lies would go all over town doing what he does best. And that is to tell lies. And everywhere he go, he would tell a lie. And you could tell he had been there because lies always left something. He always left a trail. And truth would always come behind lies and have to clean lies, lies up. All over town. All over town. And so, one day, truth decided I'm going to go to the lake. I'm going to take a swim. I'm going to refresh myself. 
I'm going to be relaxed. I'm going to the lake. And it said that Truth went to the lake and took off of his clothes and said, I'm going to relax. And Lies went to the barber shop. And the barber was talking. Ask the question. Anybody seen truth? Somebody said, yeah, I saw him at the lake. He was down at the lake refreshing himself. Lies left. The barber shop went on down to the lake. Saw truth in the water, relaxing himself, refreshing and refurbishing himself. Lies said, I know what I'll do. I'll take truth clothes. And so he took truth clothes. And he went back to town. Lies masquerading around in truth clothes. And you know what? When truth got up, truth knew that his clothes had been stolen. You know why he knew? Because lies left his clothes there. And truth went on back to town, walking around. And people were looking at truth. And truth went back to the barber shop. And the barber, you know, there's always talk in the barber shop. And they were congregating. And they all said to truth, truth, lies had your clothes. And he's going all around town wearing truth's clothes. And they said to him, why didn't you take lies clothes and put them on? And truth said, to be honest with you, I'd rather walk around town all day, every day as the naked truth than to put on lies clothes. And I want to tell you today what I'm telling you about God's medicine for abundant living is nothing but the truth, the whole truth, and no other truth, the living truth. So help me, God. God bless you today. There's no time to eat and drink and to rise up and play. But the time is now for us to be about our father's business because so many people are hurting. And if we apply God's medicine, we and them will live an abundant life. I want to thank you so very much. This is Crossroads. I'm your host, moderator, and narrator, Lee Adams, where North and South meets East and West at its epicenter and center point. And until next week, God be willing. We will meet you again, Dr. Smith and I, 
at crossroads. Have a great day and be blessed. Be a blessing to somebody else as God blesses you. Thank you so very much for your time.